welcome to Oakham Bros. This is Eric. I'm Michael, and if you want to learn about the secrets of the universe, the law of attraction, mysticism, brohood, gambling, movies, pop culture, archangels, magic, good food, business, health, family, and mediumship, smash that subscribe button, hit the thumbs up, and uh, press the noti icon and spread this video around like butter on a bagel. I love it. So today we have on Michelle Barr, psychic medium, spiritual advisor, intuitive strategist, and spiritual business expert. You can check out Michelle Barr with two R's uh, dot com for more information. Thank you for coming on, Michelle. Hi, thank you so much for having me today. So I wanted to jump right in. Um, I was reading on your website. I know Michael's had a reading with you. Um, law of attraction and mediumship are like right up our alley. How are you marrying the two? Because like, I feel like sometimes Michael and I are the only ones trying to do that. What are what's your philosophy? Yeah, what's your philosophy on that? I love that question because quite a few years ago, I turned my life into an experiment for the law of attraction. And it's really woven into all the work that I do. And then more and more as I brought my mediumship forward as who I am rather than just something I do. It, it is a great question because as you go into working with mediumship and you're getting messages from your loved ones, then it can give you information from your guides and your loved ones that you can then use to shift your energy to create what you want. I always tell people that when you're doing any future telling, it is all probability and possibility. And then it's about the law of attraction and the energy. So just um, being in grief and then talking with a loved one can shift someone's energy. That's, that's the first things I think about with law of attraction and mediumship together. And as I do mediumship, psychic work, spiritual business coaching, law of attraction is woven into all of that as I have my guiding principles of how I work for my life and my business. That's incredible. Michelle, I love the reading you gave me. Um, how did you start in mediumship? Did you Do you see do you see dead people or you know were you born with this gift? Did you build upon it? How'd you start in mediumship? Looking back now, I see that I was always an empath, but when you're born as an empath, you just think everybody processes the world that way. And so I had to learn over time. Oh, I'm very different from other people in my family and just different in the way that I experience the world. And now I can look back at early mediumship experiences that I had, but even when I was having those experiences, I didn't realize it. And I would seek out psychics and mediums and healers, and they would say, you are this. And I just couldn't understand it. And I ended up taking a very traditional route into the healing intuitive arts. And I became a therapist first. And then I started having a lot of those kind of experiences that I knew what was coming out of my mouth was not going through my mind it was coming from somewhere else. And I started realizing that I needed to explore those gifts that led me into, I ended up leaving therapy and getting rid of my license to do the work that I knew could help people more. Wow. You mentioned, uh, you know, kind of telling the future and that always interests me because, and then you mentioned that it was about probability. So are what the spirit tells you or your guides tell you infallible? I believe the law of attraction is infallible and everything else that when you're looking into the future, there are different waves of possibilities and you can measure 
what is a probability in your energy field, but just for about the next three months and what is a possibility and then things that you're so far out of vibration with that they would be much harder to reach. But I do believe anything's possible. So I do believe what your guides tell you, what guides tell me and loved ones tell me, we're trained as mediums. We always believe spirit, even over what we call our sitters, the people we're reading for, because the sitters are not always infallible and spirit always is. So you learn to trust what they say, but it's also then we have to translate it and perceive it through our own body and our own vessel. And so that's where you have to be really careful what you're passing on. Do you see them? Do you see spirit or is it all in your head? I do. Clairvoyance was actually the last gift to come through for me because I started as a healer and I was a hands-on healer and people would get on my table and I, I've always known I can feel energy and move energy and read energy. And what it is, is it all comes through as energy, psychic, medium, healing. And then you're translating that ball of energy into information. And so I just wasn't knowing how to perceive. I was describing it the other night. I was teaching a group. It's like if it was foggy and you saw a ball of energy across the the way and then you say is that a man or a woman and you kind of squint and you perceive and then they start coming into form so first I would feel because I'm very clairsentient and then I would get where I would hear but once the clairvoyance came through now I do I can see their face pop up or I can see them and it's like they're standing right there talking with me so now I use all the different gifts together but in the beginning I didn't see but it was because I wasn't, I didn't know how to look. So mediumship's like working out, right? Like you just, you don't have the gift and then you're jacked, right? It's like, it's a constant progress. Our mother um, is a medium and she started out like good and now she's great and she's getting better each day. What, what does it take to become like a Thomas John? And I'm not saying you're not at that level because your reading was great, but like Thomas John to me is like gold standard. George oh, Anderson- yeah. George Anderson, you know, gold there, standard. There, there are some mediums that are just they're the LeBron James of mediumship where they where they, <laughs> they work they work super hard at it. No one's going to work harder than a LeBron James, but they also are naturals. It's very true because Thomas John is a friend of mine and a mentor and a colleague. We do a lot together. So I have traveled and studied and watched him. And I tell people he's one of the best in the world and he's so good. And he had it from a very young age, even more experiences than what I remember that I had. But I will tell you, there was a difference when I just knew that I could do mediumship, but it would be spontaneous. I'd be healing and they would show up in the room, but you couldn't have paid me and then for me to actually bring them forward on my own. And I committed four years ago to professionally develop because I was called to be a platform medium where you get up in front of a crowd and you read. And I'm already a public speaker, so it made a lot of sense, but I got led in that direction. And it's training. I mean, I traveled for a couple of years to the UK and all over the United States. It's training and it's practice. And I like that you said it's like working out. It is really like a muscle because you have the natural abilities 
but then you have to learn techniques and disciplines and it takes a lot of energy and it takes a toll on your body. So you really have to take care of yourself and practice. I still practice all the time. I always have mentors and I'm always getting in front of them to get critiqued so that I can get better. What are you, what have spirit and, and guides been telling you about the pandemic, about COVID-19, about 2021, 2022? What have you been hearing about that? It's really interesting because a bunch of us would feel something coming before 2020. And I also study something called human design. And it is a system of the way your body is wired and designed. And it's going down a rabbit hole. I've been studying it for years and I've, I've built a lot of the way I do business and live my life off of it. And what was interesting is there are all these predictions in human design, the way people are coming onto the planet wired and designed differently and types of people under that system that hadn't before. And there's this whole thing about moving toward 2027. So when 2020 hit, we were all saying, well, here's the beginning of this. We've been hearing about moving to 2027 and where our physiology and the way we think and the way we operate and people coming in with more gifts. So I was kind of prepared, but at the same time, it caught me off guard that it was a pandemic. And I, I didn't see how that was coming. And the interesting thing too, is because of the way my mind works and the way I work, last year ended up being a huge year for me because sure. Spirit said to me, run to the front lines and help people with whatever they want and need right now. And my business was just huge and booming. And I made a big move last year. So last year was an amazing year for me, but at the same time, and I think I got a lot of clients because of all the loss and grief and uncertainty coming through. But on one hand, I felt it like I could be very at peace with it because all part of the cycle, even the whole political thing that happened, I'm at such a place. I look at all that more from the fifth dimension. So when I have to live as a human in all of it, I get in that part and I'm like, this sucks or this is terrible or whatever. And I got irritated with the whole COVID thing because I travel one third of the year for my business and I haven't traveled in a year, but I had a peace this is all part of it. And I always know the light wins and it's for the highest good. But in my work, I've worked with trauma and crisis for years. So I know that the highest good always includes a lot of people have to get rattled and shaken up and systems have to crumble. So I really felt that coming. And we also felt a lot around the election coming and all of that. And it was just all part of the plan. Mm -hmm. Do you still feel that we're part of that? What's with this 2027? Is this good news or bad news? Because this is the first yeah, time. Yeah, it really is. It's human design. Now I'm going to send okay. you down a huge rabbit hole. Please. But I want to hear about it. It shows you how you are wired and designed. There's a map and a whole system of there are different. If you, you notice in the world, people come in with different gifts and different skills and the way people work and operate. And so when they measured it under this, there are people emerging on the planet to help usher in this new age that they did not see showing up before. And so there are different, they categorize people as generators, as projectors, as reflectors. 
and these different and manifestors. And so there are only 8% of reflectors on the planet at the time. And I'm a projector and projectors didn't start showing up on the planet until a couple of hundred years ago. The majority of the population is generators, which are the people that go and go and go and they do the wow. work and they build things and make things happen. And projectors come in as the guides and it's very interesting how now we're seeing more and more coming on the planet as we need them. So it's a fascinating, the predictions moving toward 2027, where we're ushering in a whole new way that we are going to interact with the non-physical world. That's fascinating. Hold, hold yeah. on one second. Something yeah. really weird just happened to me, Michelle, and this has never happened before while we were recording an interview, but I felt like I ha I've had this conversation between the three of us once before. Are you serious, dude? I swear to God, right when she brought up, when she was talking about 2027 and generating and projecting, I mean, I could have, I'd be like, I've I remember dreaming about this. I remember dreaming I about this conversation. Yeah. That's never happened to me before. We we've never. done we've done a few hundred interviews, Michelle. Like like this it's is, it, it's the the that picture you have in the background right above your head. Um and oh. it, it's like it's like all of a sudden it started clicking and like that's recognizable to me. And then all of a sudden this conversation that we're having is recognizable to me. Never happened to me before. That is fascinating because that is an artist here in Dallas where I live and she taps into your soul and she paints a picture of your soul work. Oh my and God. So that picture and it's written, my whole soul work is written around the frame, but she painted a picture of that. I would, I want her information. I would, I would love to do this. I'll with give her. that to you. Michelle, what you said was so eye opening just now where like, Couple hundred years ago, you know, a medium, they had ectoplasm coming out of their noses and yeah. it was kind of like a big show. And there was like a stigma when it came to mediumship and psychics and everything. And I still think there is that stigma, right? It's like, it's kind of like spirituality versus science. What you said that there are more spirits coming to this earth that are going to be more psychic, more mediumship. This podcast has been a journey for Eric and me. We're learning that the afterlife is real. That that the physical birth to death is is a lesson. It's a school for us. How did you know that there are more people coming down here to to kind of spread the message of love and and you know growth and spirituality? How were there books on this? Is this a foresight of yours? Is it because of the internet that we're just more connected now than ever before? I think that's a piece of it, of getting it out there. It's brought it more into the mainstream, like the secret brought law of attraction into the mainstream and right. they didn't tell all of it because they had to make it for the mainstream. So the whole missing piece about inspired action and all of that, but that brought that into the mainstream. And now with the internet, it's bringing a lot more of this into the mainstream. You have access to this. I have clients all over the world and I have mentors all over the world. So I think that's a part of it, but it's also this shift. Like we were just talking about that different people are coming onto the planet with different gifts. So for, for the, people like the projectors I was talking about, their whole thing is, and they show, they show different people's auras and how, 
projectors penetrate other people's auras and can guide people. And all of a sudden in my coaching spiritual business world, there's so many projectors that we all were like, you're a projector, you're a projector wow. and we're all leading these spiritual businesses. So human design, it's a, it's a whole, there are books on it. There are experts and I can show you more about that. I've been now applying it to my life for about five or six years and it's really changed my business and my life because I didn't understand how I was wired and designed and I was trying to do my business in ways that I wasn't here to do it. And the other thing about it is they show you how all the different people match up and our energy feeds off each other. And, and we all have these channels that are open and closed. And when you meet people that complete the channels, you have a lot of power to get things done. So it's also about starting to connect up. It's like some of the missing puzzle pieces came to earth now. And as we all click together, Amazing. we open up all those pieces. You mentioned something about, I guess, human design, the way we're designed. I just learned recently, and I bring it up all the time on, on the show now because it really changed my life. There was life before me knowing this and then life after me knowing we this. We interviewed Dr. Eben Alexander, who's the gold standard for near-death experiences. He was a neurosurgeon. And, and he brought to light that your thoughts and your memories are not stored in your brain. And I feel like that changed a lot of things for me because when you know I, i'll go to a medium and then they'll connect with my dad he knows us and he knows his past and he's telling us things about the future so therefore he is there and his thoughts and his memories exist and it, it, right. it, it was just such a big deal for me to come to that realization i don't that know if i have a question but i'm just i'm just saying it to you that what are what are your thoughts on that? I mean, is that is that part of what you're talking about about the human design? Or I love the way you said it because when I gave Michael his reading, I talked to your dad. Yeah, very right. much. They still have that personality and that character. So then to bring in another piece, uh, the what you're talking about, the Akashic records. So the Akashic records store all of the energy and all the cause and effect of our souls throughout time. That's why our memories are not stored in our mind. Everything is in the Akashic records and we have access to it. And so it is, it's a big, when you were saying that, the thing that was coming up for me, if you all are familiar, have you ever heard the book Untethered Soul? Oh yeah. Uh, my, okay. book, my book, Just Ask the Universe, was competing with Untethered Soul for number one in spirituality for like months on Amazon. That's great. I tell yeah. people to read it all the time because his yeah. whole premise is you are not your mind. And so many people can't even grasp that concept. And he teaches how you have to move your mind out of the way. And in mediumship, the whole way they train us, the only thing that gets in our way is our conscious mind. Right. And we have to learn to get our conscious mind out of the way. So you are not your mind and your memories are not stored there. They're stored in the field in the Akashic records. That's why you travel with them from lifetime to lifetime. How did you meet Thomas John? Cause we, we love this man. He was on our podcast, the most warmest guy. I mean, you know, George and Kim Russo and everyone, but like Thomas has a special place in our heart. How did you get in touch with him? He does for me too. Thomas John. It's a funny story. Cause he actually contacted me on Facebook 
because he saw that I was a spiritual business expert. And he says, mediums have messy businesses and they don't know how to do business and money. And when he first messaged me, I thought it was a bot because it was in messenger and I didn't know who he was. So right. I didn't answer. And then he messaged me again. And then I was like, Oh my gosh, now that I know who he is and he wanted to interview me on Facebook and we hit it off. And so he interviewed me about spiritual business. We share a lot of clients now and uh, we're actually teaching a course together all of February, helping people with their message and their book. So we do a lot of collaboration and I traveled to Denver and I watched him on platform do a gallery reading Yeah, and met him. And then I saw his gifts and I travel and he trains me as well. And he's done critiquing and all that for me. So he is one of the best mediums right now right. on the planet. Right. The stuff he told my family, like uh, he, my uncle, who's like birth to death, our uncle Kevin is like, it's birth to death. There's nothing else. He said he, and he had got a reading by Thomas. He's either the world's greatest magician or there's 100% an afterlife. And I can't see Thomas like researching people. I, it, our mom is a medium. And like someone said yesterday, she was doing live readings on our, on our Wednesday night show. And they're like, oh, you could have found that on Facebook. And I told this guy, I said, let me tell you something. <laughs> no medium is looking shit up on Facebook. It is, it is so impossible to retain everything and cut to the right. core and, and cut to the core of what the message is about. It's like me going, Michelle, you and Thomas are so close. Like it, it doesn't add up. Right, well, like in a gallery reading, they try to say that, and I'm thinking a hundred people came. He would have to retain and then find them in the audience. But right. see, a, a few people have done those kind of tricky things, right. and then it looks bad on everyone. I'll tell you, Thomas has read for me many times, and he brings through things that were never on the internet. Right, right, and he's so spot on with everything. He also gives me psychic business advice all the time. I want to talk about that. What is a psychic? What is a spiritual business advisor? Because I'm really intrigued. I feel like we kind of need, need this, Eric. I agree. Yeah. What is this? Well, I fell into that because when I left being a therapist and I was led that I needed to do alternative healing and my psychic gifts were starting to show up, I opened a healing center in my community and it became a very expensive hobby and I created financial disaster trying to help the community. Everyone loved it, but it didn't make money. So in my own journey, there are way too many stereotypes of that broke healer. So I said, I need to learn. I had to close my first center 18 months later and deal with all the fallout, but something in me wanted to keep going. And by then my mediumship was starting to come in. So how I ended up with that is I said, I'm going to go find out how to have a profitable business because I don't want to do anything except what I'm made to do. Right. And I learned and that's how I found the coaching world. And I had business coaches and that's how I started speaking on stages and writing books and getting in that coaching world. And I brought everything from the coaching world back to the healing and medium world because they're just, they don't, they don't think the same way. So I translate business because I know how their minds work. And now I help healers, psychics and mediums to have profitable businesses. My business now is 13 years old and I haven't had a job since 2006. And I get all of them coming to me and they're so gifted 
and yet they don't know how to do business, but they have to do it in a way that's authentic to them and that they can understand. So I spent a decade doing that myself. And then I just got recognized. There aren't a lot of psychics, mediums and healers teaching business. So I became known as a spiritual business expert and really as the business coach for intuitive women entrepreneurs. So I've, I've loved doing it. I love strategy. I have a strategic mind too. And so I help them. Then that's why Thomas sought me out. And he was like, teach all the mediums how to charge and make money right, and have right. businesses. Cause he doesn't want to teach that. Right. Our mother said she didn't at first when she got the gift, our, our father passed three years ago and my mom started taking lessons um, from mediums and she got it. It was like, it was like, she, she always had it. And then it was like riding a bicycle. Once she got it, she was in and she started reading people. And I bought a, um, I bought a domain for, I bought, I bought uh, my wife and I bought her a square foot of land in Scotland. Uh, so she could become a lady. So then my brother, my brother is a genius marketer. He's like, that's your medium name, lady Phyllis. And I love that. It was cool. And then, and then TikTok and the website and yeah. And, um, so you yeah. all see, you all see some of that, that my whole thing is I teach that you have to build a personality brand because here's 100%. the other thing healers do. I'm selling readings. I'm selling sessions. I'm selling Reiki and, and they're selling their dollars, their minutes for dollars. You have to brand yourself as a personality and package how you sell yourself and you have to brand your name. They all want these clever names for their business. And then you go on their website and they're not even visible. And right. so I teach people to build a personality branded business and then it, you can have it forever, no matter what you do. You just keep writing books, speaking, creating things, evolving and growing. And that's what I did. How, um, how do you use social media for, to be a medium? I mean, I mean, Thomas is like the king of, of medium social media. What do you tell, I don't even want to call them struggling mediums, but like mediums who are just breaking into the business or mediums that have been in the business and haven't really touched an audience. I have a lot of mediums as my clients who have been in business for years, but they were always kind of struggling or they built a good local following. So I teach them all social media. And I say every medium needs a book. So I have a bunch that are getting their books written and that are getting on social media. And a lot of them at first are afraid of it or they don't know what to do. But I get almost all my clients from Facebook and I have for years and years and I love Facebook and I use Facebook a lot. So I still build my business organically right. and very much. And yeah, Thomas and I are both on there building our businesses. So I teach people how to use Facebook for their business. And I just learned to do that. And of course I have Facebook and then other social media, but primarily Facebook and then a website and an email system. And when you put those three together and you understand how they all work together, social media, I mean, all my clients are hanging out on social media and that's how they find me. And then you can deliver all your programs and courses and everything right off Facebook. It's amazing. Yeah, no, everybody's everybody's on on social media. Tell what, are are you on are you on TikTok, Michelle? I've heard about TikTok. My kids you gotta go. Me. You, you gotta I get have on not there. done TikTok yet. Michelle, you, you gotta get on there. I mean, I started I've had a TikTok account for about a year and I've just been tinkering with it, haven't been getting more than five or six hundred views a post. 
And then something just kind of clicked for me and I just really started to be myself on there. And I just started to, you know, talk about my quips and, and just say, you know, statements that, that mean things to me and my posts are getting hundreds of thousands of views now and, and million and thousands and thousands of likes and comments, and it's bringing more people to our show. Um, So I think you should 100% lean on tiktok because the organic reach is unbelievable it's i see unbelievable. people on it all the time the one that i just started on yesterday i was on clubhouse doing live readings for the first time and i mean people in in the coaching world people are getting clients fast they're getting followings fast so i saw the coaches going there and people love it i guess because there's no video and they're just carrying clubhouse around listening to it all day long and so uh, I did well with that yesterday, but I'm going to go check out TikTok. Yeah, we just no. had our we just had our first clubhouse, Eric and I, and it was how do you explain it, Eric? We didn't we didn't push it at all. We didn't advertise it at all. We just kind of wanted to see what was going on. Um, to us, it was kind of like a glorified conference, conference call. Oh yeah. But um, that's not saying that we're probably wrong, and it's going to be huge. I, I know, I know. Well, it's I've been watching it because I said in the coaching world, they're all jumping in and they're having really good results and, and fast results. But of course I had a great turnout yesterday because we were two psychics giving psychic business advice and people are going to line up for that. So, uh, but I see a lot of people on there using it, so it could be. Yeah. I implore you, Michelle, uh, to get on TikTok. There is right. a, there, there are mediums on TikTok and they have millions of followers. I've I've booked about two or three sessions with people because I I like to learn from people and I like to, you know, I found you through Thomas John and I like to uh see what else is out there, you know, and like bring people on the show. Spirituality I think is everything. And I think spirituality, people de- want to know what a definition of spirituality is and to me it's just an education. That's all it is. Spirituality is a broad spectrum of uh law of attraction, mediumship, archangels, magic, whatever. Um, and it, to me, uh, it's just, a, you know, it's just never ending, you know, the, all of that. And it's a yeah. journey for me, it's a journey. And so the main reason I was guided in the beginning to create a profitable business using my gifts is because of my spiritual journey. I wanted to be able to have the spiritual journey I wanted and money, not make the decisions and be able to live my spirituality. So I integrated and merged everything. So I live my spiritual journey and then I share it with others. And that's my business. Do you, are you like, do you go to Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts or whatever? And like the spirits will just start coming to you and being like, they're trying to talk to their, their family behind the counter or someone online. Oh, that's a good question. Cause we talk about this a lot. Those of us who train mediums. So when you see long Island medium, it makes for good TV. And if you, she didn't do it. So she walks in the cleaners and she's in the restaurant, but we teach our students. You don't want to just be walking around wide open all the time and, and just running your energy like that. You, you want to be intentional about when you do it because there's this whole thing in mediumship where you sit in the power and you build the power and it's like a battery. And then, and so some people in the beginning, especially they love walking around open all the time and wanting to heal other people and, and help other people. I kind of have an agreement that if I need it, I'll open, like if you need me to do something, but I don't walk around really wide open because then other empaths too, then they can't be in crowds and they can't be out 
out because they're so sensitive. And I don't have that because I really learned early on energy management. It was so key because I also was sick for a lot of years because my energy was open. I worked in a psychiatric hospital wow. as a medium and an empath who didn't understand what was going on. And we got all the suicides that didn't die. We got them. So I'm getting all the people coming back from near death. And I got very sick because I was absorbing all that energy and I didn't know what was happening. So I really had to learn that managing energy. So I open and close that. I always give the example, Lisa Williams years ago, she had a TV show. She had that cap and she would put the cap on when she was done and then she would take the cap off when she was working and it's like you have to close that down so what would you tell somebody who says i think i have ability and i want to become a medium what would you tell them that they should start doing first i would tell them to seek out one uh development circle if they can find one now you can find a lot online i had i had always sat in a circle in my community and then a mentor. So first, if, if you don't want to sign up with a mentor right away, just find a workshop or something to get in the community, in the energy and to get a teacher so you can explore it because you've got to start learning how to practice and how to identify it. So it's really that just immersing yourself in it and becoming the student of it, even for people who say, well, it happened to me naturally, but I could never use it professionally because I don't have control over it. It's just they need to get in a controlled environment and learn how to use it just like any other gift. And it really does grow and develop, like you said, with your mom. I mean, right. when you look at Thomas John, by the time he had his first TV show, people were like overnight success. But I know he had a decade before right. his overnight success. You all do too. Right. So it's that all these mediums that hit the big stage you don't know what they've been doing. And Thomas John had mentors always, just like I do. We all get under somebody and train and study. What do you say to the haters? What do you say to people who are like, what you're doing is just baloney. It just doesn't exist. There's no such thing. I still get tweaked by them sometimes. And then I want to convince, but I've learned because first of all, my platform gets a lot of hate mail. I get attacked on really? Facebook because my platform is psychics, mediums, and healers should charge and they should be paid well. So they only have to do that. Nothing else. And all the people that say it's a gift and you're, you're trying to rob people. So every time they come on Thomas's page and they say, why are you charging for your gifts? He tags me and says, Michelle, do you want to answer this? And wow. then I go over and answer it because they're out there. And when I got my first hate mail, I was just crushed. And then right. now it's like people, we say, you got your first hate mail, you've arrived. Right. You know, now, so I still want to like prove to them, but it's just a waste of energy. Like the ones that really upset me, if you don't believe, I don't, it doesn't bother me, but there are people out, you know, like it's happened to Thomas John and others, they are out to discredit them. Yes. Right. And that's the ones I want to go after, but it just feeds their fire and then they get their eye on you and then they come after you next. So it really, it's like, I just got to keep living my life. And one of the things that, that some of my mentors and when people, my mentors read for me is that I am meant to bring mediumship more into the mainstream and keep showing what it really is. So I just have to not get too upset about it, but they do, they get me.
There's a uh, scientific book called The Afterlife Experiments by Dr. Gary Schwartz. Have, uh, are you familiar with that book? I'm not. Yeah. Um, so when people go, because like Eric and I are kind of putting ourselves out there and we're saying our mom's a medium. Uh, you know, I go to mediums. Eric goes to me. Our families go to mediums and we report back saying this one was, uh, she was pretty vague or this one was like spot on. And you have people that, you know, they hate. And the idea that like, you know, they, they, they show us, uh, oh, it's, they get that stuff online. It's, it's fake. My, my, uh, a family member said that to me saying Thomas John is not real. And I said, okay. And then Gary Schwartz, Dr. Gary Schwartz did a double blind, uh, experiment where he took mediums and he took, um, sitters and he put them in separate rooms. It was a scientific experiment. This book, I, I tell people, go read the afterlife experiments. This was done by a scientist in a college and he tested George Anderson. He tested John Edward. And this is the books, you know, about 10, 15 years old and, or maybe even, even older. It was a documentary on HBO and they have, they have no comeback. Thomas John was tried. They, they tried to discredit him saying, oh, they were sitters and it was phony and they got all the information from Facebook. And then you, then Gary Schwartz did a, did a double blind placebo, you know, experiment on him and he got a hundred percent accuracy. I would believe that. And it's one yeah. of the reasons I sought double blind testing. So Shay Parker, who runs Best American Psychic, she does a lot of it. So I applied for her to double blind test me so I'd have it. And then Thomas John actually brought eight people to a room where I showed up and I had to read all eight people in front of him. So he did a double blind test on me as well. Just because even yourself, sometimes one day you'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm the best medium in the world. And the next day you're like, am I making all this up and I should never do this again? So it was good to have that input of, uh, so I have, I've been double blind tested in those two different ways just so that I have that. But it, I mean, to me, it's just irrefutable, the, the evidence that right. is brought forward, but some people get triggered and they want to show that it's wrong. So as a practicing medium, you can have good days and bad days? Yes. And some days I would ask my mentors, like, why does anybody even do this? It is the most terrifying thing I've ever done, but it's also the most rewarding. And I mean, I, I've gone on stages in Las Vegas talking to a thousand people and people say public speaking is scary. It's nothing compared to mediumship. And when I started doing it every day, it was scary, especially getting on the platform and reading for a group. And, and so you have these days and one of my mentors, if you all know who she is, Mavis Patilla, she's 80 years old. She's been a medium since she was 19. She's very famous in the UK. So she's 80 and she still says, I didn't do too well that day. I didn't do really well that day. She's one of the best mediums in the world. So I ask her, like she says, you'll have good days and bad days. And even in a reading for a group, the first reading won't be the best. The ones who get in the middle are the luckiest. Then your energy and your power starts going. And so you still do. I don't know. I haven't asked Thomas John, like if he's had a bad reading, if he goes through that. But like the, the idea that you would put yourself in front of a thousand people, right? Let's think about this for a second. That you or Thomas or George Anderson or Kim Russo would put yourself in front of a thousand people or our mother who was on the podcast last night. And she was connecting people to their loved ones. You were connecting people to the loved ones. Same thing with Thomas. And, and then it's, there's nothing more like I start getting all sweaty and hot when when my mom's saying names and they're like, nope, nope, 
nope. Last night, my mom said, this this guy, Andy's coming through. And the guy's like, nope. We get an email today. He's like, Andy's my son. <gasps> so like, how I could... Story. The, yeah. Yeah, I, I want to hear the story, but like, how could anyone... I get nervous talking in front of a camera, you know, get a little anxiety, get a little like, you know, pressured up and everything. It feel, But it's a good pressure. And it's like, you know, how, how would anyone be able to go on a... Michelle, your mother's here. And her name is Joanne. And and she's doing this right now. And she like, how would anybody even like try and fake this? You know yeah, what? Why, I'm would, why would they do yeah. that to themselves? Why would they even why would they even pretend to do this? And like mediumship is evidence. It's like even psychic and healing is much easier. Mediumship, you're right or you're not. What you were saying yep, about right. the nose, Mavis is like a tough bird. And uh I get in front of her to critique regularly couple times a year and she actually measures intuitively measures your energy when you get nose and tells you if your energy dropped because the nose are not supposed to pull you out of your energy or you'll lose that connection and so she measures us until our energy does not change when we get nose because she says trust spirit not the sitter see with your mom he, you couldn't trust him. You have to trust spirit right. and people, mediums. We trade stories all the time about how crazy people will act as sitters. And then later you find out you were right. Yes. Yes. And my mom's like, write it down. Just write down the name, Christine, or write down the name, Andy, just write it down. There was a, a friend that called in yesterday on the show and she was going, nope, 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 nope. And my mom was, she was like, you know what? She's like, I must be reading someone else. She's like, cause she, she had an amazing first reading. She had an amazing second reading. And the third reading, this friend from college was like, nope, 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 nope. And my mom's like, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to stop because I'm, I'm clearly not reading you. And then she goes, uh, who's Robert? And she goes, that's my father. She goes, did he love pasta? Because he showed me a lot of pasta. She goes, that was his favorite dish. He died of cancer. Yes. He died of cancer. So like, you think it's no, 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 no. And then it just starts hitting. Well, what my mom said, what happened last night was, uh, you know, my mom was saying, okay, you know, I guess I'm going to get off. And then all of a sudden the spirit kind of pushed his way through and said, no, 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 you have to get this message to her right now. I had a moment reading for Michael because when he first showed up, I was getting something. It was so clear to me. It was thin blue line police. It was so clear. I thought, right. this is it. I'm ready. And he was just like, no, don't yeah. know it. No. And then in that moment, you have to not let your conscious mind come in because it wanted to say, oh my gosh, hang up. You're wrong. This is horrible. And right. then I had to get that out of the way. And then we went right in. Then everything else, he's like, spot on. Yes, yes. But the very first thing I gave me, he's like, no, not. Yeah, no. She said it was, it was a, I'm so glad you got some memory, Michelle. She <laughs> said there's a police. I'm like, no, we're, we, it's, it, that's not maybe, you know, maybe from one of my books or something, but no, definitely not. And then she's like, they're really excited about your writing. They're really excited about the, what's happening with the movies and the books. I'm like, yes, yes. And yes, then your dad yes. and all of that right. came in, but right. it happens. And th think about that. That's when I asked my mentors, why would anybody ever do this? You put yourself in front of it and right. you could be wrong. It takes a lot. That's why I mentor mediums and help them, not just with building the business, but you have to become a person that can stand in the face of this and do this. And they're so gifted, but it's scary. It's the most terrifying thing I've ever done. I've stopped using the word terrifying, but for a few right. years I said that. Do you have, do you have a book? Have you written a book? 
I've written two books. I'm writing my mediumship book right now. So as the spiritual business expert, I have a book called From Calling to Cash, Turn Your Life's Calling into a Profitable Business You Love. And I traveled and spoke for quite a few years with that book. So, but what it does is it goes to into all the energy and mindset things to become the person to have your spiritual business. And right now I'm writing my book being a medium because every medium needs a book. So right. love right. it. Michelle, where can people find you? You can find me at michellebar.com and also michellebarmedium.com. And then I'm on Facebook every day teaching and training and inspiring. And I've built a large mediumship community. So find me on Facebook. And I guess soon you'll be able to find me on TikTok. So, and I'm on Clubhouse. Love amazing. It. Michelle, have you felt anything while we were here? Just real quick. I mean, yes, yes, no, no, it doesn't matter. But did you feel anything while we were sitting and chatting with you? I wasn't picking up on that. I wouldn't kind of go in there with it. What I felt really pinging was when I told y'all about human design and, and all of that, like that, that is something that you all need to know. Yeah. And the more I was talking about, cause they just kind of told me to say human design. And my mind was like, should I bring that up? It's a rabbit hole. And then I said it. So they, they're the ones who told me to bring up human design. So I think it is pertinent to the two of you understanding more about it and, and getting into it. Michelle, we it. We're going yeah, to go down that rabbit hole and, and we're always into learning, learning new things. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on, Michelle. Michelle, thank the, you so much. The re your reading was great. And I'm so happy that you came on and you have a platform on Oak and Bros. Anytime you want to come on, you're more than welcome. Thank you. Yeah. We'll have to get back on and talk about human design after you all start going down that rabbit hole. Hundred percent. So this has been really fun. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in. Like, subscribe, share, check out michellebar.com for more information. Uh, we all hope everybody has a great day. And uh, we'll see everybody. Michelle, soon. hang on one second. We're going to sign off now. Thanks, everybody. Everyone, go get a reading with Michelle. It's, she's the real deal. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.